0: Um, so I think everyone's heard about the the Jeffrey Epstein case continuing and what's happening there. Uh, the president, through Ivanka Trump, just dedicated $35 million for services for victims. And um, the attention has, has come back to human and sex trafficking once again. So although we've been all working on this for quite some time, uh, the community has another round of interest in this. And, and as we start to see uh, the need for supporting our police officers and everything that's happening in our communities, um, unfortunately, drug trafficking and sex trafficking are two of the crimes that intersect and, and really impact us in, in our everyday lives. So um, COVID has been its own issue. And I just wanna remind everyone, it was a year ago at our vast meeting that we were being told about HIV and the impact that HIV and disease had and how we, it applied to trafficking. And um, I think COVID is just a sister to HIV. And we know that, that that as it relates to trafficking and the transfer of germs and disease, that, that this will have a long-term impact um, on, on many of our vulnerable people. So um, I wanted to introduce uh, Kevin Thompson, who's our city council person. And Kevin, did you wanna give a couple comments as we, before we get into our meeting?
1: Sure, um, so yeah, this is really our our first uh, zoom meeting that we've had for vast, and um, I was just kind of scrolling through and and um, looking at everyone that's that's joined us and it, and it's quite the crowd. Um, we have quite a few people on here, so uh, thank you everyone for uh, joining us and hopefully uh, before too long uh, we'll be able to get uh, get back together face to face and and have that um, human contact that we all all so desperately uh, crave, um, especially with Bob Nelson, um, sitting up there. (laughs) 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 Gotta have, I gotta throw a plug in for Bob. Bob's our man, Uh, he he takes care of us. And so, uh, yeah, so thank everybody for for jumping on and taking time out of your day uh, to join us. And um, um, yeah, go ahead, Kathleen, and uh, take it away. If you want to run through introductions, I don't know if you want to do that or not, or if uh, you just want to go for broke.
0: Um, I think with all, there's like 45 people on, I see Mark Tesla from Homeland Security. I'm not getting to see everybody. I see um, Commander Bellows, who um, we were just on the phone, and and Commander Bellows is from uh, Mesa Police Department, uh, my hometown police department. Uh, And uh, and then our speakers are, are, I, I will introduce, so we have Leah Benson from CC's Hope, and then uh, Sam Caret and Noel Thomas from Zero Trafficking, and um, and I know there's, I, I'm looking at the names too, and so uh, we will have a chance at the end. So if anyone ha- who isn't speaking today on the agenda but has some announcements, we we will cover that at the very end, if that's okay with everyone. Um, I want to give you an update uh, since January, since the last time we met. Uh, we there were some things that happened, in, and and. Uh, three or four cases. So we, I, during that time, um, my husband and I hosted a survivor uh, who lived with us for five months and she's now independent, has a job and is registered for college and is working. So that was a huge success and uh, that was exciting. Uh, we also hosted a mom whose daughter was uh, left for dead. The pimp tried to kill her by hitting her in the head with a hammer. And although we have a lot of resources for victims, if someone is, becomes a victim in our state, but their parent is coming from another place. We really don't have any place for that. So I received that call from the Dream Center. Um, The good news is they got to go home right before the COVID started, right as it was starting. um, And uh, VAS provided suitcases and clothing and support for the family so that that this young lady who had been a runaway for four years, her mom had not seen her for four years and her first reintroduction was at a hospital side bed where she pretty much was in critical condition. So um, we did a lot of that support and they're doing well and they're in Kansas and we're really excited about that, um, that we could do that. Um, in the last few weeks we recovered a girl that unfortunately was addicted to drugs and we had her out for about three hours, but um, the drug addiction was stronger than staying out. And we're seeing more and more, uh, the, the street drugs are very inexpensive. If heroin is now about a $30 a day versus when it was $300 just uh, maybe a year, two years ago. And so um, I don't know, uh, I'm being told by other law enforcement that crime is down, but the use of drugs is up and it's intersecting with our trafficking victims. And there's a a lot of work that we need to be doing um, because sometimes that's how they get their drugs is is, um, by obviously human and sex trafficking that's happening. Um, So we're seeing more and more, I'm seeing more and more what I'm going to call zombie people out on the streets, more and more homeless. Um, So uh, it's unfortunate, but it's been a a side effect of the COVID and everything that's happening. Um, As you remember, we were about to have a major fundraising event right before this happened and we had to up with people who had already brought their first team in um, and we had to cancel the event. But we continued our fundraising efforts. And I have to tell you that we raised uh, $37,000. Um, and we were going for 150 dollars So obviously, we fell short of a goal. But we didn't have our event. And I thought that that was a really positive thing. So um, we have resources. We have money. We can fund projects. We can fund events. Um, and again, with the focus coming back to human and sex trafficking, we have a lot of people reaching out. Um, and I, I will remind everyone, that our primary goal of this group Um, is to bring everyone together that's working on this, but to focus on our law enforcement and to get them resources and technology so they can do their job as effectively um, and efficiently um, by providing those resources. And um, so that's all the updates I have. And um, I have worked in this space for 10 years. Um, And one of the people I met in the very beginning uh, is Leah Benson she is a woman with a huge heart uh, for helping uh, survivors of trafficking uh, she has worked diligently she ran streetlight for many many years and uh, she is now in chandler and um, i will let leah tell you about CC's house and all the work that she's doing there um, and how it's expanded and growing and it's got momentum and um, so Leah, you can unmute and if you would be so kind as to share with us an update on what's happening. And, and if, if anybody doesn't know about CC's House, just assume no one knows anything and tell us what you want us to know about the work that you're doing and what's happening right now in Chandler. So please go ahead.
2: Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you for inviting. I see several names that I've known for a long time that are on here as well. And so it's been great um, You know, having stepped away for a couple of years due to my husband's passing um, was difficult, and still working through that. Right, but this is as much as I've tried to get away from this issue. It, it just keeps coming. So I know, as I knew then, 10 years ago, when I kept saying this is not a place for me, that God has me in this place for a reason. And so, um, while at Streetlight USA, we took 11 uh, girls, 11 through 17, um, towards the last portion of. Um, my stay there before I had to um, resign due to my husband was that we were seeing many girls that were aging out of the system that had no support. Um, and so going to my board and saying, really we, we can't take 17 year olds. We need to stop taking 17 year olds because we can't help them enough. As many of you guys know, the support that's needed to support these girls are, um, many, many years. Um, Kathleen, I haven't shared with you, but um, Carolyn Jones is back. And um, some of you know her, and she's been going in and out of the life um, many times, and she is my mentor. She is the one who's taught me everything that I needed to know um, about boundaries and supporting these girls as we move forward. So what I found was that there was a need to serve girls 18 through 24 but we didn't wanna duplicate services that were out there. And so the goal of um, CCS was to connect the girls, specifically those who are aging out of the system. But I'm finding that we're starting to get a lot of referrals from the private sector. In fact, I just got a call yesterday from a psychologist that said, this girl doesn't know she's trafficked, she's 19 years old, Um, she refuses to, admit she's being brought to these parties. The men pay for the events and it's drugs. They're able to get drugs all they want, right? So Kathleen, to your point of increase in that um, exists. And so many of the people that we, many of the girls that we help right now um, are referrals from also other girls that are trafficked out there. And so again, our focus is 18 to 24. Um, But what we do a lot of is we do case management. So a girl comes to us, Kathleen sent us a girl and um, she is at risk um, of of being trafficked. She was Native American. And in many situations, what I've I've found is that it it takes a collaborative effort to address the issues. It's not one organization. So we've kind of taken on the role with the girls that we serve. the role of being that coordinator. So, a girl comes in, for instance, this one, this psychologist called me. She's got sexual issues, um, you know, possibly uh, have been with about 40 men within the last three months, about five a day. And so, she has sexual issues, she has self esteem issues, she lives at home, has great parents, she's a Christian. And so, we don't need to take her out of the home. So, what do we do? So, who are our partners at the table that we can go to to address sexual addiction, for example, to address self esteem issues, for example? And so, so, our case manager, I hired her as a from Chicago. She understands streets very well, um, Monica Ivey, and um, she's able to sniff out whenever the girls are uh, telling stories, right? Um, whereas some of us may not because of our hearts and and where where they are at the time so from a case management perspective we would take in this individual and we would look at what services they need and we would connect them in the community and so our role is to stay consistent in that uh, young lady's life and saying are you going to counseling are you maintaining that Um, how's your sessions going with reference to um, whatever self-esteem issues there may be. And so being that consistent there. And thanks to the board and some fundraising that we have done, we are now looking for a home in the East Valley um, to house some girls, starting with about eight girls. But we're not gonna take just any girl. These girls that we are going to take into our home have to be ready to transition. So these are girls that have maybe worked through some type of program um, but need additional support to then start transitioning back out in the community. So to serve eight girls, it's, it doesn't sound a lot like a lot, but it's like they say one starfish at a time, um, right? And, and that's what we do is we serve one life at a time. Um, we are in the process of developing an online self-system, help system, where it is survivors that are um, running it. And um, with COVID, we've had to be very um, innovative in how we do this, because how do we vet the girls? We can't see them in person. Um, they don't always have internet connections. And so how, do, how can we see who they are and, and, and what are they really up to? Do they really want support? Are they someone that we've been helping for a long time and consistently continues to do what they do? If so, how do we help this person or not help this person? So these are the different things that we do at CC's Hope Center. We we do have a control growth factor with reference to all of this. Um, Any of you guys have any housing recommendations would love to have that. The hardest thing that we're finding right now working with realtors is that They want an application on every girl that's going to move into that home. Well, you guys can imagine what that looks like, right? That's impossible. So that's the barrier that we're finding right now in finding a home, but our hope is to find a five bedroom. Our case manager would live there and the girls would have to go through a specific program in order to be able to stay in the home. So that's CC's Hope Center. And we hope that um, you'll join our mailing list and um, support what we do as well. And um, if we can support you in any way, we'd love to be able to do that too.
0: Leah, thank you so much. Um, and uh, it's hard work. Um, the survivors have gone through a lot of trauma and you know, we talk a lot about trauma-informed care. And sometimes whatever they've experienced is just, we can't imagine. And, um, and so that you are in that space and doing that work and continuing to do that work, um, just thank you for everything you do. Just love and respect you, and, and I'm grateful that you got to present. And I think we're working on a grant together, so I'm hopeful that that comes through, and we'll talk about that uh, later, but, um, and those are the kinds of collaborations. We, we just have to be smarter about our resources and what we're doing, so um, thank you. Um, when COVID started, I got uh, reintroduced to two young men who um, are gonna be our next speakers. Um, they are uh, working in a space that um, is kind of where everything is going if you're gonna get the bad guys and it's all technology-based and, and, and they do things and I'm gonna let them explain what they do. Um, But what they're, what they're providing is a resource that we haven't seen um, because it's not just nationally, it's internationally that their work that they're doing and, and their backgrounds um, lent themselves to the work that they're doing and how they approach uh, this crime and the crimes around trafficking is unique. And so I'm always looking for another way to come at this. There's, this is such a big thing. And we're, and as we're learning, it's, it's, it's pervasive, um, from pornography content to, uh, things in our schools, to our communities. And, uh, so it takes someone thinking outside of the way that we've always done things to attack and be successful. So, um, I will would love to have Arizona. Um, Sam is in Virginia and is in Florida. Um, They came out to Arizona for the first time about a month ago. Um, We are hoping that they will be coming and become um, a part of our community and that they'll be working with local law enforcement. That's what we're working on right now um, to bring their techniques and their talents um, to help us stop this crime of trafficking. So uh, Mr. Thomas and Mr. Corrett, I'm going to mute myself and turn this over to you. And they are part of Zero Trafficking, which is, if you don't mind, just hang with us a few more minutes. Um, I want to, I I, I realize I missed somebody. There's a lot of great people on this call, um, uh, different police departments and such. And then uh, Abby from, uh, shorter, right, I think, just might've messed her last name. Abby from uh, Martha McSally's office is on the call. So thank you for that representation. Um, And I still don't see you, but I know that you're here. So. um, Thanks Kathleen. Oh, good, yay, I heard you. (laughs) We're thrilled that you're involved. Um, And uh, so there was supposed to be training earlier this month and 86 officers had signed up. It was a, uh, we'd gotten a department of justice grant. It was gonna be conducted at the community college. And unfortunately, uh, it was at the point where COVID was spiking in Arizona and uh, the people that were gonna come and train uh, said they didn't wanna come to Arizona. So um, so we already give Sam and Noel credit. They came to Arizona even though there was COVID here. Um, and we appreciate that. Uh, but because we had to cancel it, uh, the Department of Justice gave us an extension on our grant. We are going to try to uh, redo that or not redo it, but do the training Uh, come uh, end of September, beginning of October. We'll get that information out. Um, Obviously a location, it it needs to be done in person. It's for law enforcement only and it's confidential. Um, But the good news is that um, they have extended us three classes. So we can do this training and then do an advanced training and do another advanced training or we can do the same basic training Um, and we'll make that decision. But we did have 86 officers from around the state interested in that, so that's a good sign for us that that, that what we're doing matters, and that and that people are investing in, in our organization and, and especially in our law enforcement. So um, that's an update that was supposed to have been held, I think, August fourth, but we will be having it in the next forty five days um, for our law enforcement partners.
1: And, and so, Kathleen, um, real quick, a yeah. on that same on that same topic, uh, just had a question come in and uh, the uh, fire service wants to know how they can help
0: fire service oh my gosh mm-hmm. they can they can attend the training even though it's law enforcement um and uh their first responders and then they can also um i think they're probably seeing my experience with fire is that they always see the drug side of it um before the police sometimes because they get called out to the scene so how do we um i'd like to just again, bring our law enforcement partners together with fire um, and, and see what is the best way for them to work together. But they also, if they see the leads, making sure those leads get captured so that they're not lost. Like they're, they're treating someone who's on drugs, but maybe there's the next question that you wanna ask or the next part of that. Um, it's like doctors treating at a hospital when they see stage bruising or they see a broken arm, but then they don't identify that person as a trafficking victim. So maybe working with FIRE on, uh, we have done some training, it's been a while, but maybe it's time to redo that training again on identifying trafficking victims. So um, I'd love to get together with whoever offered that question from FIRE, that would be, that's a great idea. Um, and, and any of our first responders are critical to identifying these victims. Um, and so just making sure we build a bigger safety net around so we can help and protect them. Um, and unfortunately we're seeing more of them during this time. Uh, there are also resources on our website, according to Sam so Sam, thank you. The so, zero trafficking has resources on their website and we'll get that we'll get their website out to all the members of vast after this meeting. Um, it is now time for announcements so do Does anybody have an announcement that they would like to make on behalf of their organization or um their group or? Uh, anything else that anyone wants to tell this group? Well, hopefully
1: crickets.
0: <laughs> yeah, crickets out there. We've made you also depressed, right? Because now that we know it's international and it's worse than we thought, and and uh, oh my lord. Um,
3: well, I'll ask a question or throw out an idea. Kathleen, oh, it's good to see you. Really. Hi, good please. to see you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm from Mason Community College and obviously with everything being virtual now, what we've tried to do and we're really excited about, we've created what we're gonna call Civic Action Hour. We're gonna bring in speakers. We have all sorts of different speakers in voting and civic engagement work. And we actually, we're looking at this topic as a potential speaker. So every day and on every Wednesday for the whole semester, we're gonna bring in um, different ideas, different thoughts. Um, and I would love to see how we could connect on a Wednesday. And even amazingly, if we all supported it, we could have another huge presentation with more of our clientele or organizations to learn and grow. And now with the virtual world, we can be anywhere presenting and talking and learning and growing. So, if there's um, an opportunity to do this or other issues tied to this, I would love to uh, connect the dots. And I did see a couple of emails. I'll try to make sure I copy them. So, that would be an opportunity that we could all work together on.
0: Dwayne, that's great, and, and and it's exactly that. And and I have to tell you that since everything's been on the news, I, I have I'm actually scheduled to speak six times, which is a lot for me in a month, and that's coming up in the next few weeks. So, um, it tells you how critically important this issue is. And 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 if that's an invitation, we will get you the right people, Dwayne, to the, your meetings and and have people present on this. Um, our local law enforcement, Mesa, Gilbert, all the East Valley uh, cities, and um, and even our our, our tribal police, they're on this call today, are doing a great job um, in in uh, identifying and recovering and um, working during COVID. It, you know, it, it's a it's an interesting time. Um, but it, for me, during this time, and not to get political, but to really support our law enforcement, and what they're doing. And um, I've been buying a lot of breakfast and lunch if I see cops out having breakfast or lunch. So. Uh, it's just a little thing to do, but just to acknowledge that they matter and their presence matters, and we are grateful for the job that they do. And, and again, we are doing what we're doing here, like bringing these resources in so that we can give them the advantage, because it's really about getting the guys off the street that are exploiting these people, um, because the recovery after someone is exploited, it's lifelong you know, you can't be trafficked and then you're, you're, you're all good next Tuesday. It's not like a broken bone. So it, it is it is important and incumbent upon us to do everything we can to uh, use every resource we have to attack this. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, we don't have our date for our, all, our law enforcement only meeting, but there will be one in September. We'll reach out to our law enforcement partners. And then our next meeting is going to be October 8th um we don't know if it'll be in person or, or virtual right now we'll say it'll be virtual but if we can meet in person we will um and um oh thanks mark so mark is acknowledging that trust and homeland security have a training that they do with banner um and uh i got a call from phoenix children so mark i may reach out to you after this call because they're looking for a training too so um i i I just have to tell you that um, the work has not slowed down, uh, the need for uh, people to be vigilant and, and to use our resources wisely. Um, I'm working with several of our state legislators on the money that was just uh, allocated for victims. So. We are trying to be uh, more collaborative and more responsible with our resources so that we can bring as many uh, benefits to Arizona and specifically uh, to Maricopa County and then and and uh, our group works countywide uh, but everything everyone is doing matters and uh, we we will continue to, to have this conversation and look for money um, uh, with 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 partners that we haven't worked for, the Department of Defense is an example. You know, we know there's a tie in there, but we haven't ag- aggressively done that. and We're now starting to. I also want to remind you that it was us that a year and a half ago that told you TikTok was a bad thing. And, and so that's now out there too. So we uh, have been ahead of some of this stuff. And, and so if nothing else, come to VAS because we'll, hopefully we'll know it first. Uh, is there anything else anyone would like to add at this point? I just am so grateful to see so many wonderful People on and faces and know that we will uh, keep you updated and uh, um, we're moving forward on this and we are really trying to have a technology center brought to Arizona like the ones in Virginia and Florida so that the West Coast can have the representation that the East Coast has so we can start to attack these networks. So um, if you want more information or anything don't hesitate to reach out and we will get you what you need. And I, I just wanna do a shout out to Mesa and Gilbert PD. Um, We've been tracking a girl for about eight months um, and uh, we found her and um, she was reunited with her dad and um, she was addicted to fentanyl and we had her out for about three hours um, and she had to go back cause she needed to get her drugs. Um, I get a lot of calls from parents that are at their wit's end and they don't know what to do. And so, um, for me, it is important that we understand that the families in our communities that, that are affected by this don't know what to do and, um, and they need us to do what we do. And so I'm grateful to our law enforcement partners and Mason Gilbert were involved in that case and they were exceptional and they got 30 minutes notice and they, um, helped us do everything we could to try to we did recover her we just couldn't keep her out because of the drug situation so it was eye-opening for me um, and uh, and we will continue to fight this with everything that we have so um, I just want to thank everybody again and we will be, be, be bringing you more good news um, in the very near future and we are going to um, give it everything we have to fight this and uh, Councilman Thompson do you have anything else you'd like to add
1: I don't um Kathleen but uh just just saying thank you to everyone um for taking time out of their day to to jump on and 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 share in this discussion and um next time make sure you bring plenty of questions uh, we <laughs> want every we want everyone to be as involved as possible and uh because this truly is a you know a lot of people think this is a victimless crime and it's, and it's not um the victims have faces and they have names and um, so we just got to, you know, make sure that that we're putting the bad guys away and uh, supporting our, our police department and, and law enforcement and their efforts and all that they do um, to eliminate this, this atrocity that's taking place in our community. So um, thank everyone. And I really appreciate, um, again, everyone uh, taking time out of their schedule to, to join us. Thank you,
0: guys. Everyone have a great day and have a great weekend and stay safe and we'll be awesome. back in-
1: and stay soon. and stay cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can't promise that we all live on the face of the sun, but uh, we Good love job. you all. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Kathleen. Thanks, you guys.